gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Those of you who's wondering, yes, that is bad metal. And uh, before it was a metalocalypse, and uh, before it was someone else. So uh, somehow the internet seems to go through this kind of life cycle of just going uh, through around YouTube and stuff like that. I don't know. You're listening to the Arometa Show. It is the 6th of September of 2015. I want to thank you very much for checking out the show. Harry is uh, currently still eating, so uh, I'm still waiting for him to uh, come on at the moment. But uh, for the meantime, I am being joined by Justin Shankaro of Harold of Hey Arnold fame. How are you doing, Justin? I'm great. How are you? It's so good to talk to you again, buddy. Yeah, it is. And uh, I'll tell you what, after all the... Uh, I should tell you what, I mean, how have you been getting on this week? I mean, how have things been for you? Terrific, terrific. Well, I think you know there was a great article written in Variety Magazine, which is a, a huge magazine here in Hollywood that sort of is the uh, forebearer of all good news that comes out in entertainment. They wrote a great article saying that it's very likely that Hey Arnold will return, so that's extremely exciting. Yeah, well, we're going to be getting into that as well. And uh, as for myself, you know, uh, this week's been pretty good, and uh, I just come off a uh, two-day uh, golf championship. Uh, didn't go too well, unfortunately, but so you know, uh, that's golf for you. You know, I had a great day on uh, on the Saturday, and really, for my handicap to come down, you know, that's all I could ask for, really. So uh, you know, I that's think good. Uh, that's good. I think the trophy, now. I think the trophy cabinet can really let me a little bit MCA for that. So uh, that's. That's, that's no problem with me. So, uh, anyway, uh, as we wait for Harry to uh, come onto the show, um, we are definitely just watching. Well, I want to just address a few things just before we begin, and that is that uh, I did post up on Facebook that, uh, you know, there was a message I posted up saying that, uh, you know, there's one person. I'm really glad that there's like hundreds of other people that, uh, you know, are making me feel okay. Now, some people kind of took that as like, you know, Aaron, are you all right? You know, something happened, uh, you know, in your personal life, something like that. I just want to let everybody know I'm fine. It's like, uh, I was just saying that in general, really. Like, you know, you know, in life, there's always that one person who tries to bring you down, but there's always hundreds of other people to try and bring you back up again. So for any of you that are, wonder- are worrying about me at any point, don't worry about it. I'm perfectly fine. So everything's going great. So uh, if you uh, something happens to me, I definitely will let you know about it. So, uh, you know, uh, as I've said, you know, either on DeviantArt or whether it's on, uh, you know, my Facebook page or whatever, I'm uh, definitely going uh, to tell you uh, basically what's going on. So don't worry about that. One thing I do want to address about my Facebook page, though, is that, uh, you know, with all this hey on stuff that's currently gone on um people have been personally messaging my personal facebook page asking you know do you know something about this do you know something about that and it's like look 
you know, my personal Facebook page is not the source of where that you need to be going to at this stage, you know, where all I've got to say is keep tuning to the news feeds, uh, go on the Arrow Meta Show Facebook page, you know, facebook.com forward slash Arrow Meta Show, You're, anything that uh, creeps up there which you really need to know about will definitely turn up on there, and, uh, you know, go on the Save the Jungle Movie campaign website as well, on, on Facebook as well, so definitely check that out, so, uh, yeah, definitely have that, but, uh, yeah, Justin, shall we get into the news that has recently been creeping up and uh, everything like that? Sure, absolutely. Okay. Let's start off with Variety. Now, for those of you who do not know, it's an American publication, and uh, it came up with a uh, pretty big uh, big blockbuster of a, of a news story, and that is that uh, it comes with the headlines, Rugrats Revival, Nickelodeon Mall's return of classic Nicktoon shows. Uh, this includes, uh, this was the, they said this is the days before, Spongebob Squarepants, ugh, and uh, Dora, Dora the Explorer and uh, I, I, Kylie, uh, I, 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 I just don't know. But uh, I mean, there was a de- there was definitely this era before all of this, which was like the Avengers of Pete and Pete, Double Dare, Hey Dude, um, you know, Rugrats, Doug, uh, Hey Arnold, and uh, various other shows as well. And uh, so now there is this uh, great um, uh, thing here now, which is doing right. Actually, I'll tell you what, just before we begin, um, I guess who's decided to turn up? So uh, let me just. Uh, See if I can get him online. Harry, are you here to join us? I am indeed. Hey, Harry, how's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Brilliant, okay. Uh, actually, you just caught us just in time. Uh, you missed Bat Metal. Bat Metal? Yeah, that is... Uh, I'll put the, I'll put the uh, video uh, uh, link on the, on, the, on the thing for you when we're done, but... Uh, um, right now, uh, we're talking definitely into the uh, Nickelodeon stuff uh, with uh, our special guest, Justin. So, uh, Justin, do you want to say hi to Harry? Hi, Harry, how are you? I'm not bad, thank you. How are you, Justin? Fantastic. Great. It's uh, it's nice to have uh, have a guest on. It's been uh, it's been a while since we've uh, had anybody on the show, so yeah, it's a uh, pleasure pleasure to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. It's always it's always a blast being on this show, and especially talking about one of the best shows and most favorite shows that I've ever worked on, Hey Arnold. So. I'm always thrilled to talk about it, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, let's get straight into it. I mean, uh, Justin, out of the news that uh, Rugrats, sorry, that Hey Arnold could uh, possibly come back, I mean, how does that make you feel at the moment, uh, hearing all this news buzz currently going around? Oh, well, I mean, I'm over the moon, of course. You know, Hey Arnold was uh, my favorite show that I've ever worked on as an actor. Uh, you know, I've been fortunate to do a lot of a lot of different roles but hey arnold was just an absolute blast and and i have to give credit to all the fans out there all the fans on facebook and and all the fans for save the jungle movie that have been out there for years trying to bring hey arnold back because it's really the fans that have have brought so much attention to nickelodeon and even to paramount about bringing this show back and and to actors like myself and to craig the creator so it's it's kudos to the fans so i want to big a a huge shout out and a huge thank you to all the fans out there who are every day writing to Nickelodeon and you know trying to make Hey Arnold go viral and watching the reruns and wanting the show to come back. That is, it's all the fans doing. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So the talk around it right now, uh, in regards to if we are going to get another Hey Arnold series, is that uh, it is going to be a reboot, which means that uh, it will basically start all over again. So it will start from basically the beginning and build up the characters again. I mean, uh, Justin, I'll start with you. How do you feel about that to start with? Well, I mean, I, I think it would be fun as long you know I'm Harold. So however they want to make Harold be Harold, that's fine. I'm up for it. I know that Craig 
who's the creator, is a brilliant writer, and he'll write some really fun, funny, wonderfully warm material for Harold to perform in, along with you know Arnold and Helga and Gerald and the rest of the cast. So just to be a back part of that team working all of us together, I think that magic is going to happen. And I can tell you here first, Arun and Harry, that uh, you know I had lunch with Craig recently, a, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago. He's got a couple shows that he's working on right now, and he specifically told me that you know him and and Nickelodeon were were having conversations, and it was very likely that Hey Arnold would be coming back in the near future. You know, he didn't give a specific date, but he was very optimistic and positive about it. So I I really uh, for the past month I've been super excited about this opportunity, and then of course reading the Variety article this past week just uh, just sort of reinforced my beliefs that you know Hey Arnold may be back sooner than we even think. So it's it's a it's a very exciting time. Yeah, Harry, can lightning strike twice? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, one of the great things about Hey Arnold, one of the things I loved about it from my childhood, and I mean we've talked about it on this show before, um, was just kind of how accessible and how relatable it was. Um, one of the things I have uh, spoken about in depth was the fact that it was the the setting for it was uh, a setting that I think a lot of us. Uh, could kind of relate to, you know, it was um, it wasn't sort of the typical uh, nicely polished sort of typical American school setting. You know, it was um, more kind of urban. There was a nice sort of mix of characters who all got on really well, and I think that there is still an audience for that. And um, I think that, uh, like you say, with um, if they are planning on doing a a reboot rather than sort of carrying on where they left off. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously there's, you know, we're sort of living in, in different times and so, you know, some of the characters might behave a little differently, you know, obviously they'll they'll have access to things like the internet and they'll have their smart devices and what have you, but as long as the, I suppose as long as the heart of the, of the story stays the same, then I think that it could be you know, it could be a real success because not only will you have a whole new uh, generation of uh, fans waiting to sort of uh, find out about Hey Arnold, but of course you'll have a lot of us fans uh, from yesteryear who will be, you know, obviously more than willing to uh, see see what uh, see what the new sort of uh, setup's going to be like you know yeah uh, Justin I mean we've, we've had um, I mean, obviously Nickelodeon for a, a time now for the last couple of years you know with the uh, exception of Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra Nickelodeon hasn't really been been there in regards to uh, you know uh, you know the uh, the entertainment that they can provide and right now you've got uh, uh, the Disney cha- Disney Channel doing their thing with all the Disney characters that they can provide and then you've got uh, Cartoon Network with uh, Shows like Adventure Time, um, Gravity Falls, and also with uh, you know the Adult Swim uh, uh, lineup also becoming stronger with like Rick and Morty and things like that. I mean, what do you think uh, Hey Arnold needs to do in order to be on that kind of caliber uh, in regards to you know the upcoming upcoming reboots? Well, I think that's a great question, Arun, and I think Harry hit it you know hit the nail on the head in saying that uh, Hey Arnold had so much heart. 
you know there was so much warmth and heart in the show and it was it had a realistic feel it wasn't this uh you know perfect uh, family or perfect friendships it felt very real it was a little gritty and urban and there was a whole mix of characters and i think you know craig is is quite brilliant craig bartlett who who created the show and was the head writer and directed most of them and i think that when he reboots the show he'll make sure of course that heart will still be there and you know our characters, Harold, and and all of our characters will be there. We're we're somewhat of a of a of a family, and I think that you know I think as Harry also said, the original fans will really want to come back and see the show because they love the show, and there'll be a whole crop of new fans. So I think in terms of for Nickelodeon, like from a business point of view, it makes a tremendous amount of sick of. Uh, smarts and success to bring the show back now if you look at uh a lot of even live action television a lot of the shows that are successful are reboots from the 90s um you know there's a huge audience of people that love shows in the 90s that had you know fantastic shows and so many of those shows have come back in the last few years or are coming back now and i think it you know it makes a, a lot of a lot of sense to bring hey arnold back um in 2015 or 2016 uh, because the fans want it and there's a whole crop of new fans and I think that it'll be able to compete against any of those shows that you mentioned and be more successful. I know that when it was on it was one of the the top rated or maybe the the number one show on Nickelodeon for many many years and that was when Nickelodeon I think was the ultimate powerhouse for cartoons and now with some of these competitors out there as you mentioned I think that with Hey Arnold coming back, it'll put Nickelodeon back on top. Mm. Um, Harry, what do you think in regards to the reboot itself? I mean, uh, would you think there'd be any sense in this? You know, uh, there are some that are arguing that, uh, uh, you know, Hey Arnold should just continue from where season five left off. I mean, do you think there'd be any sense to doing that uh, in 2015, given that the show went off the air in 2004? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be able to do a, a, a direct follow-on because like you said there's been such a massive gap and there's been so many things um that have happened between then and now uh, whether it's sort of cultural things whether it's technological things whether it's you know sort of global things there's lots of things that have happened um so there's a there's sort of a great pool of materials to draw from there um yeah, I mean, I, I don't see why it couldn't necessarily carry on because I mean one of the the other good things that I used to like about watching the show was that it wasn't sort of like uh, a series where if you didn't tune in one week uh you know you'd get you'd come back and be completely lost you know it was ev everything was it's it had every individual little contained story each episode um so you know it i mean it certainly could just uh start from uh, from where it finished but i think certainly if they're doing it for um, you know the 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 current generation. Then they're obviously going to have to do introductions and what have you again. So it it sort of makes sense to do it uh, as a reboot. Um, I think um, like Justin says, you know, you, you, the, there's been lots of very successful uh, reboots of classic shows because um, we're kind of it's it's weird. Like with the television and uh, cartoons, uh, obviously. Um, in terms of uh, the great greater history, you know, are only really kind of like a recent thing. And it's funny how now us who sort of grew up with the when cartoons were at their height 
in sort of like the the eighties and the nineties, were kind of carrying this new age nostalgia. So I wonder if that's why so many things, not just in television but in film as well, are sort of being rebooted uh, a lot more because it's sort of like people want to see them again. And I'm all for you know if people can take something, dust it off, you know, sort of reformat it and make it into something good then fair dues i think that um it sometimes you know it, sometimes it can go the other way sometimes things can get rebooted and you know you could get someone who takes it in a completely different direction um maybe doesn't necessarily view it f- from the same point of view as the original creators did um but i think that all kinds of reboots that have been successful again as i said before are the ones that stay true to what was at the core of the last one and um yeah, so and yeah. I, I was going to say, Justin. Um, I mean, in regards to the source, in regards to the material that uh, Craig is going to basically be putting into uh, the, this new Hey Arnold series that uh, he has ideas for. I mean, how daring do you think uh, Craig needs to be with uh, with Hey Arnold? I mean, obviously we've had um, Legend of Korra, which is has uh, introduced you know uh, uh, talks about you know sexuality and things like that. How far do you think Hey Arnold should go in regards to uh, dealing with social issues? Uh, how would you how comfortable would you feel if it uh, started uh, challenging some status quos well i mean to be frank i think that i'll leave that up to the creator craig to determine you know uh, playing harold is is just a privilege and an honor and a joy and and of course i'm willing to go wherever the character needs to go and wherever the storylines are willing to go so if he feels that he wants to push the limits on certain aspects or certain uh social norms i'm 1000 percent ready to go there and if he wants to not then that's fine too you know i mean he's he's really the writer and the visionary behind the show and as harry mentioned as well when when you talk about a lot of these reboots i think the ones that are successful are the ones that bring back the core team that made the show successful to begin with and i know that craig obviously would be running the show again and you know many of the writers that were there from the original show Craig still works with currently and is still in touch with. So I would think that many of those writers would come back and of course us actors would come back. So you would you would have that heart and that special warmth that the show had originally and then the reboot, you know, could go in many different directions and we'll sort of have to leave that up to him to determine, you know, what he feels is the best direction. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, uh, there are some people, unfortunately, who won't be coming back to uh, to Hey Arnold. That will definitely be like Phyllis Diller and uh, and Steve Vexton, who uh, contributed uh, the, uh, quite a lot of episodes to the Hey Arnold franchise. I mean, is it going to feel... I mean, obviously, you guys are going to come back. Do you think that same feeling, though, will still be there with uh, certain people, unfortunately, no longer with us? Yes. I mean, of course, it was very unfortunate to lose both of them. And, you know, they were they were definitely a, a, a big part of the show and, and a special, special part of the family that we created. Um, but, you know, I know that they would obviously want the show to go on as well. I'm sure that they would give us our blessing. And and um, and there are so many of us that are still fortunately working in the business and in the entertainment industry as whether it's uh, actors or voice actors or directors or writers or producers that, um, you know, built this incredible family and this special show for many years working together and feel blessed about the opportunity to bring it back and to work together again. I mean, can you imagine being there on that first taping when we reboot the show 
whether it's this year or next year and all of us actors sitting in the room in front of our uh, in front of our microphones Craig at the helm directing with the you know the sound people in the back I mean is that going to be a special experience or what it's going to be absolutely awesome I can't wait yeah Harry, let's move on to the uh, the movie now that's been also announced, and that is that this is an Avengers-style Nicktoons movie that uh, they want to bring into development. And uh, I guess, Harry, I guess let's, let's take a fan perspective. I mean, would you be happy if uh, you said, okay, there is going to be a movie with Hey Arnold in it, but it has to share the same platform with The Rugrats, Rocco's Modern Life, Angry Beavers, and Ren and Stimpy? Would you be happy with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's there's been many sort of cartoon crossovers um, in the past. Uh, I mean, I think it was only the other week we were talking about the the Rugrats Wild Thornberrys movie that happened. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, since things like the Avengers have come out, there's been a, a sort of rise in uh, sort of teams of famous people, whether it's uh, heroes or, in this case, cartoon characters coming together. Um, again, you know, if they, if they really had uh, a good story that made it fit and, um, you know, and if I think with something like that, they'd have to just have, you know, fun with it more than anything. You, you know, you wouldn't be able to sort of take it seriously having Hey Arnold sat with uh, Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, something like that, that, you know, I can just imagine them having so much fun with it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it certainly do a lot of fan service. Um, but, um, but, yeah, again, like, it's always the thing. If you've got good writers and writers who know the characters, I think, you know, you certainly wouldn't want a situation where they got, you know, sort of like some... I don't know, some high industry level writer in and said, this is what we want to do, do it. You know, you would hope that they would get a lot of the original writers again in a room together, um, you know, sharing their sort of uh, creative ideas and coming up with something that would be, uh, you know, entertaining, satisfying, would again give us that wonderful feeling of nostalgia, make us laugh. Um, But again, just just because it would be sort of, obscure in that respect doesn't mean that it also couldn't be uh you know really really good yeah you know? uh justin uh also uh nickelodeon says they've tapped uh, uh someone the person to uh to be in charge of this project is uh producer mary parents who produced uh, the spongebob movie spongebob out of water a good choice in your opinion yes yes i think that she's a terrific producer i know that she's uh she's definitely a, a high level executive in the industry and I think um, you know she would be the right person to helm the project in terms of producing it. I think she did a great job with the SpongeBob film, and and uh, if if this if this film comes to fruition, I think under her guidance would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I mean, let's talk about. I mean, obviously they they're saying it's going to be an Avenger style. It's going to be something around like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's uh, and also there's talk about possibly having it in a uh, in a, a live action environment. And so obviously some 3D will be involved. I mean, uh, I'm just trying to think who I start with. I mean, uh, for me. I mean, it's uh, I, I obviously we're hearing from Craig Bowler talk about in the past about you know uh, his uh, uh, feeling about CGI towards uh, using Hey Arnold. I mean, uh, I mean, I go on his word that uh, you know they've experimented with it before and it might not be that great. I mean, uh, Justin, I mean, how would you feel if uh, you know Harold was in a 3D environment? I mean, do you think they could pull it off? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think they can really pull off anything. It, it, I, I, I sort of go back to what Harry said as well. I think it all comes down to the story. If the story is great, 
and the characters are well written and, and it's really interesting and it ties well together, then I think they can sort of do whatever they want on the technological aspect. They can 3D or CGI or, you know, sort of keep it in the original format that it was. Um, the most important thing, I think, for the fans and for the audience is that the story is, is wonderful. And, you know, everything else is uh, just complements the story. Yeah. Harry, uh, I mean, you've seen Pixar films, you've seen DreamWorks films, uh, you've seen uh, Blue Sky films and uh, somehow tolerated them. I mean, uh, mm. where, do you think, uh, where do you think Nickelodeon will come on that scale? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, are we talking on the 3D aspect? Yeah, or I mean, just, the, the, the type of technology they in, 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 care in regards to, uh, you know, compared to uh, Pixar and uh, other companies that also uh, specialize in this field. Well, again, you know, with um, with CGI, um, it, it can either be done really well or not. And um, I think uh, if there, you know, if, if if it ends up going down the route of a sort of you know who framed Roger Rabbit aspect, then they'll have the the live action to, uh, to sort of uh, cope with as well. Um, again, it's I suppose it's all down to uh, a budget thing more than anything, really, isn't it? I mean, you know, if if it's given a a decent budget, then you know they they should be able to do it. I mean, the good thing with cartoon characters is that that I suppose there's not as much kind of detail and rendering that you need to do. It's all very simple, like like with the the SpongeBob movie, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that um, I think that there is you know there's there's no reason that uh, that the film certainly couldn't be uh, up there on that level um i think that um if if it's done right and it's utilized properly then it will look really really nice you know and um if we are going down the 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 Roger Rabbit route um then I mean, it, it, would that be in the uh, in the respect that the characters would kind of be aware that they are cartoon characters, or would it be the fact that they're still, um, you know, sort of living in their own universes and the universes cross over? You know, it's kind it's, of like Rick and Morty style, where basically any any there's like infinite universes and anything's possible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the great thing about something like this is that. You know anything they they could go anywhere they want with it. You know, yeah. um, ultimately, you know, we we hopefully we'll get the most satisfying of all those various options. Um, you know, again, that and that'll be uh, you know the sort of the maker or breaker, I suppose. Yeah, uh, uh, Justin, um, if you uh, get the script, if you if Harold appears in uh, this crossover film and you get the script and uh, you uh, see that the premise is that uh, LeBron James has come to help the Nicktoons win a basketball game against an alien race. Uh, <laughs> Does that horror? Will that horrify you, or will uh, you be excited for that? That would be funny, like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, it wouldn't horrify me. I, in fact, I think he was just in. Um, wasn't he just in Trainwreck? And he was pretty good, right? Or in uh, the the film that just came out. I'm not too sure. I've not, I've not seen Trainwreck yet. So um, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's really funny, and I think. I think he was in it. So, you know, if I had to sit in a voiceover booth in a sound studio next to LeBron James, let me tell you something. It wouldn't be the worst thing, okay? Yeah. I would definitely have him autograph a couple jerseys, some basketballs, <laughs> 
and I might even send one to your show in London. So let's <laughs> uh, not let's not in tell Manchester. Them that, uh, we yeah. don't want him on on the film. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Justin, <laughs> send it to Manchester, not to London, because uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll send it off to Manchester. Yeah. Send it to the north. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the north. Yeah. Um, another thing that's also uh, cropped up is that uh, I mean, if this uh, obviously they have these Avengers style movie and they decide to uh, incorporate, uh, uh, I don't know if SpongeBob SquarePants does get incorporated in it. Is there a worry that he'll end up kind of being the center of attention rather than the other Nicktoon characters? Uh, Justin, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, I, I I don't necessarily think so because I mean, SpongeBob is fantastic. It's been on for years, but I think the fans are really going to be interested in seeing some of these shows that uh, haven't been on for a while in terms of a reboot, such as Hey Arnold or Rugrats, and I think that that hopefully. Hey Arnold would would get more of the the uh, fan base and more of the prestige of being in this film as the crossover with some of these other animated cartoons because I think the fans really want it back and uh, so I'm hoping that Hey Arnold would get more of the focus of the film. Um, we'll have to see. You know, we'll have to see when the script comes out. Of course, we can discuss it in more detail then. But you know, the more Harold has to say, the more fun it's going to be for me. <laughs> okay, and uh, also uh, another thing that we've uh, also talked about as well, it's actually been talked about amongst the fans as well, is that uh, now that there's this movie that's been announced, and uh, there actually has been a bit of disappointment that apparently the movie announcement that uh, they were expecting was unfortunately not Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. Um, I mean, Harry, I mean, does, do you think there has to be some build-up before we get to that point? Yeah, well, I mean, it's been building for so many years now and i know certainly you're, you're you've been a massive uh, pioneer in terms of trying to get that movie to to come to life and uh, yeah i mean i i think certainly the an avenger style movie like i was saying you know it'll be fun um it'll be a good laugh it'll be a bit off the wall um it'll be a good way of you know testing testing audiences and seeing if people respond well to it you know to see if um you know, if people will come out to see these characters at the cinema and obviously if it does go well and, uh, you know, people do get on board with it, then, yeah, then they can, you know, start focusing just on the Hey Arnold universe and getting it to come. Because, I mean, you know, we've talked about this before and, you know, the Jungle movie in many ways, um, you know, ties up a lot of uh, a lot of ends that we've all been sort of sat in almost limbo for years waiting to see if it would ever happen and you know it will tie up a lot of ends but ultimately it's kind of almost like the it's the end of that part of their lives and supposed to be the the start of of the next bit so it isn't sort of closing the book completely um but certainly it brings an end to the uh to that to that uh that sort of chapter of their life um you know and it would be nice to see um you know a lot of these characters sort of um you know see what what ends up happening to them and uh you know obviously the the great romance that that never quite was you know it would be <laughs> lovely to see that finally finally sort of happen because i have to say in you know as a as a kid um i never used to find the 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 prospect of those two getting together uh you know, it wasn't really something that I was kind of like, oh, no, but like now, as as an older gentleman, you know, you, you sort of think, actually, I think they would be good together. I think they'd actually be a really good, a really good couple because they've been through, they've been, <laughs> they've been through so much. 
<laughs> and you know they've kind of grown up together. Uh, I I think I think it would be nice for them to finally kind of get there. And I think that he deep down he does. He just doesn't know he does yet. Um, obviously, we know what what she thinks and what she wants. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I would I would see it just just for that to see the start of a beautiful relationship there yeah uh justin i mean um tell you what actually, i actually forgot i forgot what the last question was and that is i say i mean uh yeah actually, i do remember it now yeah here it is um <laughs> if the what do you think if the jungle movie had to rely on something being successful what do you think is going to be the most important thing do you think it's going to be the hey arnold series that uh, is currently in planning or this avengers movie that's currently out with hey arnold in it i mean which one do you think is going to be uh the the sweetest plum in regards to uh, whether the jungle movie gets made who which one do you think has to be successful do you think well i mean i, I think that uh, you know it can go either way if this avengers style kind of film is is made and hopefully it's a big success. I think the fans will come out and support this movie. And, and then, you know, I think then it's off to the races. The Jungle movie can be remade or, or the show can be rebooted. But I, I think that the fans have really, you know, been for years along with you. And thank you as well, Arun, for, uh, for talking about the show and gathering the fans and bringing me on and bringing some of the other cast and Craig on to talk about the show. Because that just reinforces... Uh, the success of the show and and the desire and hope to bring it back that I think the show itself should be rebooted. I mean, it'd be great to do another 100 or 200 episodes of Hey Arnold. You know, I think that would be really fun to do another five or six years or or seven years of, of the TV series. To me, that would be an absolute blast and the film as well. So, you know, I, I'm not quite sure which one is going to be the catalyst, but I think they, they both can can be made and, and done very successfully. Okay, so uh, I mean, I think we can't go any further with uh, all this, um, all this, all this Nicktoon uh, um, news that we got. This, this is what pretty much what we got at the moment. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, actually, I tell you what, I ask you, Justin. I, I don't know if you were following any of the um, the the, the follow up to this, and that is, you know, the uh, uh, the rumors flo- floating around uh, that Facebook message that Nickelodeon put up with the wink. Uh, you know, how about a Jungle movie? Um, also, uh, Ramy Musquiz taking down his Hey Arnold Jungle movie storyboards. I mean, did you get an inkling? something was going on when all this uh, all, all these uh, all this was floating around the internet you know a couple of months before this well as I said I, I did have lunch with Craig recently about I'd say about a month ago and and he was pretty forthright in saying that you know he and Nickelodeon were in discussion regarding rebooting hey Arnold um, you know he wasn't sure of a timeline because he's got a lot of projects currently that that he's doing and you know obviously Nickelodeon has a lot on their plate but uh, I know that you know we've been talking about bringing this show back for years, and we had such a blast working on it that you know I know that I think Nickelodeon realizes that the fans want this show back, and that you know Craig is obviously the person to bring it back. It's just about finding the right time, and the timing seems to be now. So I did have an inkling a little while ago um, that this was something that was going to happen, but it's just exciting to see all of the press that's been written about it recently and sort of the, you know, the steamroll of attention that's been garnered even in just the last week or two. And hopefully that continues. Um, and until we get this show back on the air and we get the jungle movie remade and, 
and this Avenger style movie, re, you know, done. So let's get it all done and let's get it all in the works. Yeah. Are you really glad that it's uh, it's Nickelodeon, Hey Arnold, and uh, not uh, like a Disney Hey Arnold, kind of the same way that uh, Doug made the jump to Disney and uh, didn't turn out to be as successful as everyone hoped? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Nickelodeon uh, did such a wonderful job with, with Hey Arnold and, and was such a, a huge fan of the show and did so much for the show and in distributing it and bringing the fans in. And I'm, I'm just thrilled that, that Hey Arnold has stayed with Nickelodeon and will continue to stay with Nickelodeon. They were they were wonderful to us actors and, and they were, you know, huge proponents for the success of the show. And, you know, I think it was a huge success for them. So I'm glad that it will continue under their tutelage. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think that's our uh, that's our Nickelodeon discussion for uh, for the show. So, uh, um, Justin, pleasure as always. I'm really glad you came on the show, and I hope you'll come back on again in the in the near future. And uh, yeah, I absolutely will. I just want to give a you know, as I said, a shout out to the fans for uh, for for and thank them so much for pushing Hey Arnold and bringing it back. And and I want to thank Nickelodeon for uh, for you know putting it out in the press that they're going to be bringing this back and being a part of this. And, and I just got to, you know, throw out a couple things as Harry as, uh, as Harold, which is, uh, come here, Arnold, or I'm going to pound you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And of course I got to throw out as well. Another, Madam Fortress, mommy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I think we, Madam Fortress, mommy. I'm going to pound you, Arnold. <laughs> I tell you, I think we still actually have the original one. Where is it? Um, oh no, I don't think I've actually got it on my. Actually, had, we actually had the original Madam Fortress Mommy actually on on our soundboard. So, uh, so tell you what, give us give us one give it to us one more time so we can have a good recording of it. All right, Madam Fortress Mommy. <laughs> That's going in our new intro. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love it. No. I love it. All right, guys, great talking to you, Harry. It was a pleasure, Arun. Thank you so much. Always fun talking with you. Let's bring Hey Arnold back. Harold here, signing off, and I'll talk to you both uh, hopefully soon. Cheers, Justin. Catch you later. See you later, Cheers. buddy. Bye-bye. Well, that was Justin Shankaro. Uh, really interesting news about Hey Arnold and about Nickelodeon and also that update as well that uh, he has been in talks with Craig Bartlett about bringing the show back. So uh, all great stuff there as well. Um, Harry, shall we get on with the rest of the day's news? And so, uh, yeah, let's get on with it. Let's um, do it. I noticed that you signed a certain position. I think we've both signed a certain position recently. Uh, yes, please remind me. Yes, it's the one where basically it's like, swap Katie Hopkins uh, for 50,000 refugees. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, I have signed that one. And I've I've managed to persuade my, my family to sign it as well, oh. and all of my friends and co-workers, and uh, even some of the guys at the post office. I'll tell so, you what, uh, on my personal Facebook page, I have never had so many likes for a petition. It's like, you know, uh, it's like, you know we, we could I could have put up like a, any petition of, like, you know, give peace a chance, or, uh, you know, uh, save a puppy, or whatever, and uh, people are like, oh, yeah, but, you know, the fact that this one includes such things so, so banterous as you know, it's basically saying, okay, we're going to take Katie Hopkins, we're going to put her on a gunboat or whatever and just float her off towards the sea and we're going to take all these uh, Syrian refugees instead. So Yeah, well, I think it's a pretty fair trade. And to be honest, I think that uh, the Syrian refugees would, um, I don't know, they, I, well, they'd probably be nicer to people for a start and, uh, and they certainly wouldn't annoy me. Uh, as much as Katie Hopkins uh, does, uh, they probably won't have a bad thing to say about anyone, really, as, as far as I know. Maybe, maybe 
about the the regime that they've escaped from, but like certainly they won't be having a go at fat people or disabled people or mothers who choose to breastfeed in public. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's like I could I could imagine. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's probably going to be them. There's, you know, obviously, in all walks of life, we have people who uh, you know hold very you know you know very obscene views. But uh, I mean, yeah. I would I would definitely say uh, to have a, a reputation now to the point where someone would want to trade you for you know uh, like fifty thousand random people. So like you know, it's uh, it's getting to a point, my friend. So, you know, yeah. it's like, you need, you need to do something. It's like, yeah. you know, is this really what you want to be remembered for? It's like, you know, here lies Casey Hopkins. Uh, I would once wanted to be traded for 50,000 random people. So, yeah. like, you know, it's Cause, just... Because uh, nobody liked me. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this, uh, this petition right now has garnered about 47,000 supporters. And yeah. it's nearly close to its uh, total of uh, 50,000 people. Yeah, I reckon by the time I put this on YouTube, I reckon or put it wherever, it's going to end up being break, breaking that target. Yeah, but so, I mean, is it going to be a case of once it goes over a certain number, you know, sort of like a Kickstarter? Uh, you know, are they going to have to like take action? Are they going to I mean, have to act upon I mean, it? Are I, they going to start? Packing well, no, around? this is a, this is a change.org petition. So uh, basically, I think it's just there for. I mean, I don't they really. If if they wanted to do something like this, I think they'd have to put it on like the official government petition website. So I mean, if it hit a hundred thousand people, so basically, if this was on the official government petition and it hit a hundred thousand people, then it would have to be debated in Parliament. So uh, oh, those God. will be that, that would be the, 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 the BBC Parliament would have its highest rating of like yeah. you know five people you know watching that debate but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean um, you know to be fair you know a lot of people watch BBC, BBC Parliament you know yeah, yeah I do I'm a nerd but yeah. uh, you know in regards but you know um, Casey Hopkins has actually responded to this on Twitter. Right. Would you believe? Well, I can believe it, but yeah, I'm, and I'm uh, she to see what she's got to say. Well, she's basically said that uh, it was something along the lines of, uh, "Oh, I, uh, you know, it's so easy to do a position nowadays. You can just click it, and you know, there you go, and you feel." Uh, powerful boom or something along those lines so, something like that but you know if she's basically uh, saying that you know these posi- this position means nothing but you right. know Katie I think you're missing the point yeah. there are 47,000 people who yeah, believe would happily ship you off to wherever land and take on 50 other th- 50,000 other people who they don't know who they're getting and you know so uh, I mean they would rather take that risk then deal with you. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's not the fact that whether the petition will actually be done or not. It's the thought that's gone into it and the fact that lots and lots of people hate you enough that, like you said, they, they actually want to stick you in a boat and send you off to sea. Yeah. Is there, uh, anyone thinking that, you know, this is going to be actioned or anything like that? You know, this, this, is, this is purely just to say, you know, uh, I don't know really, thinking about it. I mean, if it was, you know, obviously with Katie Hopkins, I mean, it's, uh, it's somewhat understandable. But, so, you know, if it was like, um, if it was like someone who didn't really deserve it or like you said, you know, uh, okay, yeah. we're going to trade, I don't know, um, you know, let's say, let's say the boy who, uh, you know, drowned, uh, on you know on the on the Turkish coast you know say oh we're going to trade him in for like uh, you know fifty thousand other people so like you know uh, I mean obviously you know then you know obviously people have different thoughts to it but uh, I mean yeah. obviously the fact that it's Casey Hopkins I mean obviously right. it's uh, it's got a different uh, 
I don't know. Really. Yeah. It's like it's it's one of those it's one of those questions, isn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to say on on the sort of the the serious side of it, you know, the, the, it's it's been pretty sort of harrowing um, seeing a lot of the the imagery and the news that's been coming out of Europe of you know these people trying to trying to get to to safety and uh, and taking their families and. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and bearing I in mean, mind, I don't want to mean to belittle anyone, but you know, in this situation, because any refugee from a country which is, uh, you know, they're, they're escaping persecution and war and things like that, I feel my heart really does go out to them because you know what we'd all be like if uh, we were in that situation. I don't think we'd be any different. But yeah. uh, I mean, this this little boy that turned up dead on this on this coast. I mean, it was one of the very first times where it's like, I really feel like I should be saying something here, but. This this image kind of speaks for itself. Mm. I mean, it's like this is how desperate things are getting now. The yeah. fact that you know, you know, the families are now taking such desperate action in order to get safety, and people were saying it's like, well, there's no war in Turkey and there's no war here and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but is there opportunity? Is there any sense of being able to live a life there at all without yeah. uh, you know? Let's keep this in mind. You know, Turkey is not stable at the moment there's been protests against the government and like yeah. uh, things have been kicking off with the uh, the Kurdish rebels again it's yeah. like you know this is you know Turkey in itself is not uh, is not a great political situation at the moment definitely when there's a, a president there who thinks he needs a, a, a presidential palace with like 200 bathrooms or whatever but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean it's like uh, so I mean obviously you know there, there's they, there's those countries but there's no compassion or any um, you know any type of wanting to help these people at all all they really want to do is round them up into camps and just you know uh, lock the gates and just hope you know uh, you say good night god bless well that's hoping. it yeah that's it it's like sweeping literally like sweeping people under a rug and just hoping that the problem goes away you'd be um, better off putting up in a putting them in a in a uh, in like one of those you know uh, garbage trucks and just sending them off to a landfill so that's basically what it is yeah yeah exactly yeah and and I, i've always said that it doesn't matter who they are where they come from you know, we're all human beings. We're all on the same planet. We should be helping each other. You know, that, that's how our species has survived as long as it has by, you know, helping out other people. And the the times that we're living in at the moment, where there's so many borders and you know restrictions and things put against people, we're just living in a world where, you know, sort of people are becoming faceless. People are just becoming numbers. People are just sort of being branded as a certain thing you know and uh, it's just it's a horror it's a horrible thought like i say i particularly like you say about the children you know i just think about those poor kids who you know don't know what what's going on and you know whether they whether they get to safety or not these events are going to stay with them for the rest of their lives you know and surely if they are the future of the planet if they are the future of the human race we want to be setting an example, and the example should be that if, if you know if they're in help, someone should send out a helping hand and yeah. take them in. And and this is what I mean. Like this is this is where this is got- a problem that you know um, in a, maybe in a, possibly in a year's time. I mean, I don't know what's. Uh, I mean, I, was, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, some of these regimes, you know, the Assad regime is collapsing. You know, now it's a, it's a situation where, you know, President Putin's having to step in. And uh, now it's, you know, there's various other, you know, uh, dictatorial uh, oppressive regimes now which are collapsing underneath themselves or, or basically having to go through serious reforms in order to uh, deal with their crises. And uh, this 
you know, this could happen anywhere. You know, this this problem. And unfortunately, it's happening here. Mm. So and it's like, you know, there's a lot of people that are suffering out there at the moment. And, you know, it's uh, there is no... Um, there is no justification whatsoever for prolonging people's suffering in no. in this way and making more uh, giving people more reason to uh, uh, to um, to hate us basically yeah. exactly, I mean yeah. yeah it's like you know you got these um, you got these Syrians who are turning towards uh, Europe asking for help and uh, you know if you start turning them away what's the likelihood that you know uh, Islamic State or un-Islamic haters we call them is just going to turn around and say well you know we could do something with these people like, yeah, exactly, you know, that yeah. is if we don't kill them first yeah right. exactly you know and there was all this fear mongering going on at the moment saying oh apparently ISIS have sent so many hundred of their undercover soldiers in with the refugees it's just all a load of Garbage, as far as I can see. You well, know, like, it's, it's, I mean, I mean, the uh, the intelligence services seems to be working. I mean, if you uh, if you look, there were there actually were some people who actually did try to get over and were for, were found carrying weapons and uh, were found to uh, have uh, gone to Syria to from another country and were going back with the refugees. So they are they are aware. Of, uh, to be honest with you, I think uh, the intelligence services are you know so on on the dime at the moment that they are yeah. aware of people who have gone in and are trying to get through because they yeah. have picked them up from the from the from the crowd of people yeah so exactly. i mean but so I in, yeah it, it, it's this i think it's the notion saying that the way that the way that it's kind of presented is as if like you know they're already you know sort of setting root among us already um now, as far as I know, these the sort of mass wave of refugees have they actually reached the UK yet? I, I don't know whether well, they have. I think they've only just got the, to the theme Austria seems to be the theme seems to be that they want to stay in Germany. And mm. you know who can blame them? I mean, Germany. You know, I've uh, I've recently just had a friend who's recently come back from Germany. He said Germany's a great country. Yeah. So and also it's it's the economic powerhouse of Europe. So if you're going to end up if you if you want to you know set up life there and uh, get a job, you know you know Germany's the great place to do it right now. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean for uh, for, for you know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is you know so we can debate that all the cows come home. Yeah. But uh, I mean, right now, I mean, obviously David Cameron says you know we need to do more, we need to do more, and uh, so uh, I'm not sure if you saw that cartoon I posted up on the Facebook page where he goes into uh, uh, he goes into the uh, the the telephone booth and uh, like Superman and says you know uh, this looks like a job for uh, a superhero and uh, it's, uh, it's basically says uh, on the top you know somebody else man. And he yeah, says, exactly. uh, you know, I, I feel moved. It's like, you know. It's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, throw him in well. with the uh, 17 worst superheroes that um, uh, BuzzFeed recently did. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, somebody else, man. Somebody oh, else, he, man. He can he can go up along with Captain Hindsight. Captain, yeah. Those guys. But, like, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I, was, uh, I was out for 30th um, on Saturday. and My 30th is coming up. Well, well, I've still got a couple of years off yet, but um, you know, hopefully yours will be as good as the one I was at. Uh, well, I'll be in Portugal when it happens, so you know, oh, well, you uh, can't yeah. argue with that. Can't argue with that, no. Yeah, uh, maybe you'll pass Katie Hopkins on the way over as she's floating out in the uh, in the middle of the the deep blue. I doubt it. Uh, but um, no, but the, 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 some of my friends who were out, um, they've actually got friends who have um, gone over to Calais to um, you know try and help out the, some of the refugees that are there at the moment. You know, and um, I know lots of people who are trying to. Uh, again, like pack some stuff up, take it out to uh, Germany or Hungary, 
or, or wherever these people are to kind of, again, offer help. Um, there was a video that I saw actually posted today. I think it was slightly misleading. And it was the video was basically saying uh, refugees refuse uh, food and drink and throw it back or something like that. And uh, the video, uh, there was no sort of sound to it. And um, from what it looked like, there was uh, lots of uh, refugees on a train and they were being offered bags of food, it looked like, and water, and some of them were turning it away. Well, the now, idea again, was was that uh, they wanted to, they were basically trying to bribe them to say, look, we got food and water here, and we'll take you to this camp if you, uh, if you, if you, if you take it from them. And they basically well, just said, yeah, no, there you that's, go, you know. that's, that's the end of that. It's the same way as that, um, oh, do you remember the, um, I don't think it's actually a very good example, but uh, do you remember the Strange Ways riots in Manchester in that prison and stuff? And so, you know, they're like trying to bribe them with stuff and things like that in order to get them down and, thing, and, thing, and stuff like that. And yeah, it was yeah. because basically the prison officers were basically, you know, uh, you know, uh, dry, you know, obviously, you know, really asserting their too much of their authority on them you know you know yeah. however you feel about prisoners you know you know what they say you know where is uh, the a society's judge on how the way he treats his prisoners yeah. and uh, so yeah. i mean in regards to that i mean you can obviously see why they rebelled in the way that they did because you know they don't want to end up being stuck in a country that really you know feels like it doesn't want them and yeah. has no future for them yeah. and the likelihood is is that uh, even when you know uh, let's say syria ends up going to like let's say iraq mode where basically there's parts of it that are okay and the rest of it's just volatile wasteland i yeah. mean uh, they obviously they'll say okay you can go back now yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just send them back that way. Yeah, but, I mean, from what I've from what I've read about Syria, a lot of the problem is the fact that the the droughts, you know, and the fact that it's it's ruined a lot of the uh, sort of the farming industry, and that's why a lot of people have moved, you know, decided to move into the city centres. Well, uh, I mean, like also, yeah, and also on top of that, you know, Assad's losing control. So it's yeah. like, you know, he can't he can't work his economy. He can't uh, take care of his agriculture. He can't, you know, right, right now, one of the news bits that's coming in is that uh, they've uh, taken one of the major major routes uh, that uh, which many people consider the spine of uh, uh Assad is reg- Assad's regime in Damascus. So mm-hmm. if Islamic State took that and uh, really caused mayhem for the uh, people who are living in the outer regions, you know, obviously they're going to say, well, there's no money to be made here. There's no living to be made here. You know, off mm-hmm. we go. So, yeah, like, you yeah. know, and so we'll have to find our uh, fortunes elsewhere. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a sad thing. And I mean, I suppose a lot of the reasons that... The, the, it's, I'm, I'm probably just stating the obvious now but like you know a lot of the the sort of the dictatorships and the sort of um totalitarian rules that happen um you know it's all just men hungry for power a lot of the time and it's you know and like you say it can happen anywhere in the world i mean obviously there's there's a lot of uh, there's been a lot of uprising particularly in the middle east but there's no reason that uh, something like that couldn't happen here, uh, happen here, or happen in you know uh, Russia or China or even America, you know, because there's always going to be men who are hungry for power, I suppose. Yeah. And I, um, I'm really surprised out of all of them that North Korea is still standing. I mean, obviously that's the one that I'll happily say, you know, if you know, give a couple of years, you know, if it's still there, obviously I'll, you know, I'll be happy to put my hands up and say, well, maybe I was wrong about this one. And that yeah. is that uh, right now, because the reason I say that I'm really surprised that one's still standing because uh, North Korea, you know, those, you know, North Korea's only ally 
you know ever is uh, right now is China. Yeah, and, and even they're kind of getting fed up with them a bit. Aren't well, they? not because they're getting fed up with them. It's like the Chinese economy is currently, you know, losing its value. Mm. So, I mean, obviously you have that. And uh, do you know how North Korea has basically been sus- uh, been suspending itself? Go on. Uh, on Chinese loans. Right. So okay, basically, so. they've got these loans, which you know, uh, which where somewhere down the line, these loans are going to end up turning into like you know, like Wonga loans, where basically, yeah. you know, if you don't pay us this soon, that the other, we're just going to keep you know jamming them up, and eventually, if it gets to a point where the North Korean economy just kind of like has a has, goes into cardiac arrest, then uh, obviously that's going to cause all sorts of mayhem. You know, um, North Korea already can't afford to feed its own people uh, fully. So what makes you think that the uh, now that the elite can't get what they want? You know, imagine what going to happen to them you know it's like uh you know they're not gonna they're gonna not gonna say well you know uh we're, we're not happy with what's going on at the moment and already yeah. there's uh, people saying at the moment uh and let's keep this in mind um north korea in regards to you know before it used to be basically like uh, you know all these people you know were uh, all all fixated on the the propaganda the uh, dynasty of the kim family that's you know the kim family can do no wrong and that they are the they are the demigods of the uh, the North Korean Republic, and now you know a lot of them now have internet. So yeah. it's like you know uh, you know if you're far far that far enough up the uh, up the North Korean government, or if you are considered you know elite enough to uh, be ha- have the favor of um, the North Korean regime, then you know there's likelihood you get certain privileges, and the internet is being you know internet and uh, stuff like that's being one of them. And you know what else they're doing? As well, they are sending their young their young sons or daughters over to uh, Western u- university or colleges under uh, false pseudonyms right. uh, to get an education there, rather than sending them over to Kim Il Sung University. Right. So, so they're coming back with Western ideals. And well, you know, it, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's that that's that's you know, it could be a sort of a blessing in disguise. Really, I mean, you would think that the you know that the, the the regime would not even consider the idea of allowing you know internet you know a win a window to the world into north korea because i suppose their whole regime hinges on the fact that they have to keep their people the the, the majority of the poor people you know let's keep this in mind there is a rich rich elite in pyongyang and uh, and everybody else is uh will be lucky to have a roof over the head you know that, that's basically how north korea works and so you know uh, the majority of people they're all they're all like fixated on their tele- on their you know their uh, government uh, uh, televisions that uh, you know the government has uh, supposedly built for them in actual fact they're actually old chinese televisions which have been pre-tuned to uh, north korean channels and so the majority of them only get that and you know, so basically, they either get to watch, uh, they get like a choice of like four channels of either watching uh, uh, Kim Il Sung play tennis, or you know, uh, Kim Kim Jong Il, you know, giving a fiery speech, or Kim Jong Un just pointing at things. That's basically yeah. their television. Yeah. So it, that's how fixated they are. But uh, and also, there's one channel for like documentaries. We know it's like you know, how, how do you get educated about the world through you know, you know, just being shown docu, you know, shown Richard Attenborough for like twenty four seven. But uh, yeah. I mean, um, the idea of uh, that's how basically they they keep people tuned in they they said they say like all the millions and millions of you know north koreans that you know were uh, they're tuned in also the propaganda they don't get the internet they don't get any luxuries at, at all they're all tuned into this uh, you know even if they do have internet it's all this like uh, have you ever heard of intranets uh, yeah, we used to have it at school. Yeah, it's kind school. of like a, an internet that's controlled by the school. Yeah, that's that's what North Korean internet is basically. It's a giant intranet. 
So it's just basically them all kind of like, you know, using SharePoint and stuff. But, uh, I mean, uh, imagine that. But uh, basically, um, the uh, but right now, the elite, actually, you know, they do travel. They do kind of understand what's going on, but uh, they don't want to s- speak up too loud because if they do, then obviously they'll end up in the same situation as the millions of other people that are, are in that situation. So there is, there you know, the elite know what's, knows what's going on. And if they see that uh, things are not, you know, being the you know if they if they start to lose their luxuries you know likelihood is they're not going to stay in that country too long and obviously things are going to start falling apart so yeah well i mean i was going to say like all sort of dictatorships you know they all thrive on the fact that they have to keep uh their people ignorant and uh you know keep keep the the rest of the world out but i think i've said on this uh show before about the fact that you've got social evolution that's happening all the time and there's only so you know you can't keep stuff uh stationary things are constantly moving things are constantly changing and updating um you know and human beings as as humans and as social creatures are constantly changing and evolving societies you know uh, melt together and we i think you're saying we take the we try anyway and take the best aspects of one person's culture and society and try and mix it with the best parts of our own it doesn't always work but um you know ultimately that's hopefully what we'll go for the reason that we have a lot of dictators and terrorists and people who do the the you know commit these atrocities is you know all uh all comes from the fact that they don't want their way of things to change they want everyone to do things their way they don't like the idea of their way of life their cultures whatever having to sort of be shared with other people or change in any way to fit the uh, you know the, the human race as a as a whole um you know so there's only so long that north korea can keep in its little bubble but eventually you know it it has to change and uh, like you say there's the signs of things starting already um so you know we we i suppose in a way we we keep our fingers crossed for the people of north korea because i mean that's that's the other thing as well you know it isn't the people's fault what's happening you know no they're in you know they're like you said the those that are living in utter poverty you know probably on the same level as the the refugees who are fleeing from Syria, you know, you want to be able to to help everybody. Um, the sad thing is that the sort of global politics and what have you can hinder a lot of those um, those wishes to to help and support people in need. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, Harry, we just got some breaking news actually coming in uh, at the moment, and that is uh, for the actually it's good news for the people of Lancashire. They can drink their water again. Oh right! Why? What, 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 what could, could they not? Dr- oh no! I remember you saying. Yeah, you know, do you remember that? Before. There yeah. was, a, yeah, there were, there was a worry that it had been contaminated with something. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, it was contaminated with uh, some kind of, uh, some kind of infection. So, uh, but uh, now they've. Uh, I've just been looking on the BBC News website because we're going to move on to our next topic, and uh, that, uh, yeah, now that uh, apparently you can start drinking your water again. So, uh, good yeah. news all around. So. Uh, and uh, you know what? Um, you know people keep talking. You know this whole water thing that's been going on, and that is that uh, um, that apparently it was uh, it was being used as an example that uh, you know apparently uh, it's what happens when 
um, it was used as an kind of economical argument that because you know if you buy all the water and everything like that, and uh, obviously it starts to uh, to run out if you have like a, a regulated economy or something like that. But I mean, there were this is the thing that uh, that happens with this. You know, where if people actually paid attention to the fact that you can actually boil the water and still mm-hmm. drink it, it's yeah. like then then it's fine. Yeah, well, you know, it's like it's, it's, it's just it's uh, it's amazing how some sh- people some people can be so stupid. Yeah. It's like you know, it's well, like you know, look, get it, look. If you like, if anything, there shouldn't be a short shortage shortage of bottled waters. There should be a shortage of kettles. I mean, yeah. it's like you know, if, if anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, like you say, just <laughs> well, what's the saying that uh, you know a person is smart but people are stupid. Mm. Yeah, okay. well, there we go. Anyway, but, let's, yeah. let's move on to this uh, this next one, and that is that. Uh, um, have you heard about this uh, Kentucky uh, county clerk who has been uh, refusing to give uh, gay marriage licenses to gay people? Yes, I did actually see this. Um, I saw a video of um, it's. Uh, I can't remember what 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 her name was, but um, she. Kim Davis. Yeah, there was there was um yeah there was people i think was it three gay couples they went in to ask and she just refused to do it and she, they said you you know you're not obeying the law and she's like well i'm obeying the law of god mm. you know it's, it's god's uh, law yeah god's law that's what i law of almighty god yeah again i would cite the fact that she's probably not actually read the bible completely like i have twice i've read it through twice i'll tell you what for far-right christian christians in america have really been getting it up the arse recently haven't they it's like that john oliver so you know basically calling them (laughs) out on their intended yeah (laughs) but uh, i mean like um they uh well you had last week with john oliver and they were they exposed like the whole televangelist scam of basically scamming people out of their money and now they've had uh, you know obviously gay marriage is now legal in uh, in the united states even though there's still some uh, areas that unfortunately still won't uh, abide by it and uh, thus uh, you know um, you know a lot of you know a lot of these uh, on top of that as well it feels like you know christianity is uh, i don't know if it's like either being trying to be recaptured you know away from these people because you know it's like uh, these are the same you know if you we were we ran this back uh, a couple of, a couple of decades ago and weren't these uh weren't these same christian folk also making the uh the case of interracial marriage that apparently that's you know it's, it's not god's law to yeah, for a well, black I mean, person it's, and a it's... white person to get married yeah, and I mean, let's not forget there was. Oops, I've just knocked something over. Uh, let's not forget as well that at one point abortion was the big thing, wasn't it? You know, there was all this stuff about abortion. You know, the, the, it, it, I, I don't want to kind of, you know, and I certainly would never ever want to, um, you know, tarnish people with the same brush because that's just not the way to do it. You know, in many ways, that's that's what a lot of these kinds of people do. They just sort of treat everyone the same rather than you know individuals that they are um uh, but it just seems that it tends to be um you know people who have who hold these uh, religious views not just christianity but people who tend to hold very strong religious views who seem to view um you know human rights as being as taking a step backwards you know seeing that uh, by people being given rights somehow their rights are being taken away I, I just don't I don't really get that and another thing as well um, that I was actually again looking at today um, obviously there's been cases where there have been uh, sort of businesses like you know bakers 
who haven't, uh, who've refused to do gay wedding cakes or things like that. Um, if you are a, you know, a private business, um, then, you know, it's, it's up to you whether you choose to do business with people or not. Again, it doesn't make it right if you refuse to, you know, give someone a cake because you have a problem with who they are and how they live their lives. I still think it's wrong. But if you are employed by a government-owned and funded thing, you know, which I, I would assume the case is with this woman. Who well, she was actually elected. The, uh, the the county clerk in Kentucky apparently is a an elected, in Rowan County, is an elected position. So mm-hmm. basically she had to run for her position and uh, obviously gay marriage never came up. So mm-hmm. obviously they have a chance to actually uh, uh, question her on her beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and uh, actually surprisingly enough, uh, this person is actually a Democrat rather than a uh, Republican. Which well, uh, is, uh, is goes against the grain, doesn't it? But yeah. uh, I mean, in regards to um, to this person, I have no sympathy for her whatsoever. I mean, obviously, oh, uh, she. Uh, I don't know if you know this about this, but she, she uh, was arrested. Uh, she basically she was uh, taken to court, uh, and she was actually jailed for not uh, issuing the licenses. And she's actually going to remain there until basically she starts uh, giving out these licenses. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, Again, like you know, you you would hope that no one would have to sort of uh, go to prison over something like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, if again, if she's in a position that's you know that's there by you know uh, something government made, government funded, what have you, her personal thoughts and opinions should not come into account. You know, she's there to provide the service she should be giving the service regardless of whatever she thinks you know and uh, yeah i mean if she's going to be you know if she's going to deny people these simple things then yeah um perhaps a few nights in the cell might kind of you know open her mind so to speak well, but apparently it's... not apparently she's uh, being kept away from all the other prisoners and also uh, she's uh, currently uh, apparently reading a bible whilst uh, while she's in there so oh. uh, I think uh, basically well, isn't, needs, isn't, isn't that the great definition isn't that the great definition of most of these Christians is basically lock themselves in a room with their bible and interpret it for themselves rather exactly. than basically engaging with the rest of society and uh, basically saying you know no this is wrong yeah so well, like, I think you know, it, like I say it's uh, a case with a lot of uh you know, religious fanatics. You know, and there's different levels of uh, fanatic- fanaticism. I think is that yeah, the word? Fanaticism, yeah, fanaticism. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of different levels of it. Um, you know, because you can't. I think is it now you, in um, what's it in in the Watchman in Alan Moore's The Watchman, the the, the famous line of uh, Doctor Manhattan, who you know essentially becomes the super the superhuman and has the power of a god. Uh, you know, and he says, "I can change almost anything, but I can't change human nature." You know, and human nature being what it is, you know, of course, there's going to be lots of people who are going to have their thoughts and opinions on gay marriage. Um, you would hope that perhaps their thoughts and opinions might change over time for the better. Um, but you know, regardless of whatever you think, you should not refuse people something that is a right you know a right to get married everyone now has the right to get married you know whether you're gay or straight and to to just down and out refuse them 
um, you know, when she had no, she she was she was in no position to do that. She just refused it because, well, it's what God says. Again, I would say, Almighty oh, God. The, yeah, go back to the Bible and actually check it, and you'll find that there's actually uh, a lot of stuff that goes on uh, in the Bible that isn't between a man and a woman. Do you know? What, do, you know do you know? I hope, I hope it happens one day to Kim Davis, and uh, you know, I'm not meaning to like you know put curses on her or anything like that, but uh, I wonder if one day I open a Bible and uh, this this man comes out of it and says. <laughs> Isn't that cute? But it's wrong! Yep, yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I would certainly, uh, yeah, I would certainly champion that, you know. Yeah. You, you would hope that maybe sort of the, the flying spaghetti monster or, you know, the, the race of super intelligent aliens would uh, maybe say that as well when she meets them one day. But, uh, no, I, I have no idea, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll tell you what I'd say. If she, if she comes out of that prison and she's like that, it's like, you know, yeah, the prison drugs are no good, man. It's yeah. Like, yeah, but, yeah uh, but I don't think she's going to do that. But uh, No, well, hopefully they'll just they'll be able to replace it for someone who's a little bit more open-minded and again yeah. thinks well, about Well right now there's like 300 people that have uh, gathered outside the clerk office and they're all saying you know oh well you know, homosexuality is an abomination and stuff like that and it's like dudes you lost yeah it's exactly like, you know, just let it go it's like yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah I mean that's the thing they, I mean people like that they can think whatever they want but it's uh, I just I just chalk it down to to ignorance, uh, bigotry, and spending too much of their life reading just one book. You know, yeah. you've got to read lots of different books. You've got to live. Imagine to- living in existence like that. I mean, obviously, well, there's North Korea, but you know, it's like, uh, um, I mean, imagine living where basically it's like, yeah, this one book rules your entire existence. Yeah. And you know, I, I I couldn't imagine being cooped up in that and it's like you know eventually somewhere down the line you know i'm gonna want to venture outside my boundaries and i'm gonna want to uh figure out you know well there's this in the world and there's that in the world and it's like yeah yeah and this is it's it's so ironic that again uh people who are religious tend to be so judgmental of people when you know if you actually follow the uh, the teachings of any of the religious books, whether it's you know the the, the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, you know it it tells you that ultimately the the Creator is the one who should be doing the judging. So why you feel it's necessary for you to judge people, and sometimes you know even worse than that to act upon that judgment. You know who the hell do you think you are? I mean, as I've said before, I'm not religious. Uh, you know, I'm an atheist. I don't I don't believe in any of that. And I, I still don't feel it's my position to to judge people based on something like that. You know, it's, it's not it's, fair and it's not right, is it? Of it's course like, you know, not. It's, you know, and and I just hope that this woman, uh, you know, she that, that that they just, you know, if anything, they just remove her from that position, and um, you know, and she shouldn't be allowed to uh, you know if she's going to have that attitude she shouldn't be allowed to work there simple mm-hmm. as that yeah know? well if uh, you know somewhere down the line she's uh, she gives this up she's going to basically end up being kicked out but you know as, as far as i'm aware um she, i have no sympathy for her she has you know again i tweet i don't know if you saw i tweeted this when when this all broke and that is that uh, i said she had three options she could have handed over the marriage license she could have resigned or she went to prison she picked the wrong choice and now she's suffering for it so you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, you know, don't say that she's persecuted in any way because she had a choice in this matter and she chose and she chose poorly. Yeah, and that's that's the end of that. So, uh, 
yeah, uh, one last thing, and uh, which uh, I know is we don't talk about much Canadian news, and uh, given the fact that you know most of our audience is Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, remind you, uh, probably the uh, the topic, probably people are going to like you know end up uh, you know sighing over, but uh, you know McDonald's is going to be going to be trialing uh, all day breakfast soon for right. the United States. So basically, you can buy a McMuffin or a uh, any type of breakfast. Uh, Related part of the menu uh, now twenty four hours a day seven days a week, uh. so apparently if you uh, if you feel like you know where you've been uh, uh, screwed out of your uh, breakfast because it's just uh, struck ten thirty and you don't feel like having a burger in the morning then obviously you can still manage to grab uh, a McMuffin and a uh, and a uh, hash brown. Well, I mean, it's something that I used to think a lot when I was a kid. Um, I, I, I'll have to say, when I used to eat at McDonald's, obviously, I don't eat at McDonald's anymore. I don't eat fast food, full stop. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I always remember seeing the breakfast menu, and I always remember thinking, God, I'd love to have one of them. And I remember being really peed off that I couldn't get it when I wanted it, you know, because I used to think, well... Why can I not have it? Surely, like, is is it against the law? So I remember for years I was really annoyed because I just wanted to try it. It looked really, really nice on the picture. And then I think I remember the first time I did have it, we were driving somewhere. I think we were driving to Wales and we were up really early. I was with my auntie and I said, I'll, I, I want the, uh, the breakfast. And I got it and... I just remember being really sort of nonplussed by it, especially with the syrup. Like it just tasted bloody awful. What did you, what did you uh, have? Uh, I I had it was um, it was the, the the egg sausage McMuffin thing. Um, really, they put syrup in that? No, they put it on a pancake. They used to do pancakes and uh, You're joking. Yeah, yeah, and they 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 had the pancakes. Yeah, I, I knew they did the pancakes. I didn't know they actually like stuck them in the muffins or anything like that. So no, 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 no. They, it was all done sort of separately. So oh, okay. You had you had the McMuffin with the egg and the the sausage, and then and then separately you had the pancake, and they gave you the little. Uh, it was like the little sort of uh, carton almost of uh, syrup, and I remember thinking I wanted it to taste like golden syrup, but it was sort of mapley syrup. And, yeah, uh, I mean they. Uh, I mean obviously it was going to be you know bottom of the barrel. You know, yeah. syrup, wasn't it? So, yeah. I mean, my McDonald's breakfast experiences have been my, my only negative one was when basically all the uh, all the meat juices were running out of the uh, off the, off the burger, and obviously that stained my clothes, and that's ended up throwing them out. Oof. So that was uh, it. Made me wonder what on earth I was eating, but uh, well, uh, yeah, it was McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that, uh, that could be anything, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, but I mean. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to eat breakfast food at like you know midday or in the evening, then that's fair enough. You know, I occasionally, if I'm in the mood for a snack, I might have you know in the evening a bowl of porridge or muesli or something. But um, but so, but I mean, what is it they're they're saying in Canada then compared uh, to? Well, uh, if it, is happening in the United States as we said before, but uh, McDonald's in Canada have said that uh, nope, we're not going to do the all day breakfast for you. Mm. 
So it is going to. Well, the only thing they're going to do is basically extend it to eleven. 11 sorry, uh, oh no, sorry. Then no, no, they're not going to do that. Sorry, I misread the uh, top line. But uh, basically, they said uh, for all Canadians, dead dream of ordering a coffee and egg McMuffin at uh, hours of eleven o'clock. Dream on. A McDonald's Canada have confirmed that on Wednesday, the fast food chain uh, doesn't currently have plans to trial all-day breakfast to its uh, one thousand four hundred restaurants. And so, uh, yeah, it's uh, apparently it's not going to be happening. So, uh, mind you, it's like I know a lot of these places now are starting to do no, uh, not just McDonald's, but you know, just basically places in general. So, I mean, if some Witherspoons apparently now do all day breakfasts, and uh, some pubs are now starting to do all day breakfasts. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, I mean, obviously, I know people like work, you know, very obscene hours, and so you know, their idea of breakfast is probably going to be very different from our our idea of breakfast. But uh, I mean, I mean, can you can you imagine someone coming in like like uh, you know eleven o'clock at night and saying, yeah? Well, breakfast yeah that's what i mean it's weird isn't it i mean it's different i suppose with the full english breakfast because like i yeah i've i've had a full english breakfast for my tea sometimes you know it's not really sort of a, a for me i think i've had more of them sort of either lunchtime or evening time than i have actually had at breakfast um but yeah it's it's i, I don't know maybe there maybe there's just a a faff involved with cooking the, the breakfast. Maybe they actually have to do proper preparation for it. Maybe it doesn't arrive ready-made. Maybe they actually have to do a bit of work. So I don't <laughs> know. But, I mean, it doesn't really bother me either way because I, I wouldn't eat it anyway. But um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Canadians are – maybe this is their way of sort of maybe thinking about the – the health of uh, of their citizens and uh, well, it was McDonald's Canada that did it. So I mean, they've obviously maybe they have decided it's not worth the cost, and they decided well, we're not gonna we're not gonna do it. So because I imagine there's going to be quite a lot of cost involved yeah. in order to maintain not only a existing menu uh, but a breakfast menu as well. And I remember a time uh, my my dad was telling me about uh, a, sh- a uh, radio show that he listened to. Uh, on uh, on BBC Radio Four, and he was talking. He was talking about basically keeping your costs down in a business. And could you imagine if it's not going to generate you, uh, if you if you're not wanting to take the risk because you feel like it's not going to generate any any money for you, then obviously what's uh, what's the point of doing all day breakfast when you know not everyone's going to be wanting it. They're going to be wanting your uh, main stuff on your menu, and you're trying to keep your costs down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose that's that makes sense, really, doesn't it? I mean, if you if they're going to have you know if they're preparing. That to have it sort of ready for you know the twenty four hour period um, or however long the shop pl- the the place stays open, then they're going to have to get more supplies in. Uh, that's obviously going to cost them more, and there's no guarantee that people are going to do it. You know, like you say, I mean, I I've I've in the past, you know, I think on maybe two occasions in my whole life uh, wanted the breakfast. Thing. and on the third occasion was the time I told you I when I eventually had it and wasn't that impressed with it so I don't know maybe they're sort of assuming that the McDonald's breakfast is more popular than perhaps it actually is and mm. um, with that I think we're done so uh, oh, yeah. obviously we're okay. about hour and 22 minutes well, um, now next week's show I'm not too sure what we're going to do um, because basically I'm going on holiday for a week. I'm mm-hmm. going to sunny Portugal, so I'm uh, going to be out there with my golf clubs and uh, been very happy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I'm not too sure actually, what we're going to do. I mean, uh, Harry, I don't know if you've got any like uh, recording equipment at your uh, where you are at the moment or basically where you can like record a little thing and then I can like post it up or whatever. But, uh, 
I mean, uh, or either that or basically we just agree to take the week off. And uh, I think it's probably easier to have the week off because yeah. I've certainly got nothing here that I'd be able to use. But um, mm. yeah, um, yeah. Let's we'll, we'll uh, if we if we say we'll have a week off and then we'll come back to the yeah. listeners in. So 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 what I'll do, I'll see if I can during the week do something special, and mm-hmm. if I can, then obviously we'll. Um, what we'll do is we will um, we'll, we'll basically we'll do well I'll do like two shows and so let's say I do like a I'll do a midweek show for just to basically catch up with the news and then I'll do uh, the special show for obviously this this next weekend and see if we can uh, get something along those lines either that uh, if you don't see a show come up then uh, just assume we've taken the week off and uh, that. Uh, um, we'll be back uh, the week after so uh, because sure. there are some people I say oh well you know they're not posted the show this weekend so does that mean the show stopped or whatever but uh, mm-hmm. so you know it's like so you if you listen to this show then obviously now you know so obviously you know either you know there's going to be either a pre-recorded show you know uh, that's a bit more pre-recorded than this one or uh, there's going to be no show at all because obviously we're all all on the holidays so uh, that's uh, that's probably gonna be the way it's going to be so uh Anyway, Harry, I'll wrap up the show. Uh, pleasure as always, and I'll to uh, speaking to you uh, not next week, but the week after. Yep, I'll speak to you then. Have a good time in Portugal. Thank you. Cheers, Harry. Ciao You have been listening to the Aaron Meta Show. Uh, it is uh, on mixcloud.com forward slash Aaron Meta. Um, for those of you who wondered why the, uh, the, the last show didn't get posted up on Mixcloud. Basically, I forgot. So if you're looking on Mixcloud and you didn't know where, where the RMS show was, unfortunately, it ended up on Liberated Syndication, but it didn't end up on Mixcloud. So I do apologize about that. I will make sure either tomorrow, either you know, somewhere down the line, I will put it up on Mixcloud. Uh, so uh, I'll just put a note into uh, to remind myself. But uh, if you know, if you're not on Mixcloud and uh, and obviously you've got one of the apps, or if you've actually got one of the, if you're actually uh, able to access the direct link to uh, the episode that we post up anyway um, you know go on that show anyway and or download one of the apps download Player FM download Stitcher you know where you can also go on podcast directory as well it's also there and uh, download one of the uh, podcast apps and uh, follow the RSS feed and stuff like that so uh, there's plenty of ways to listen and it's not just Mixcloud so uh, you know um Sorry, I just uh, had a problem swallowing something there, but uh, you know, it's not just mix, mix cloud. You know, you can you can listen in various other ways as well, and so you know, uh, definitely check those out. So, if you want to find us on Stitcher, download the Stitcher app. It's either on Android, it's either on iTunes. You can find it on there as well. If you can't find the Stitcher app, download the Player FM app, and you can also find the show at player.fm forward slash Aaron Meta Show. I think it is. Uh, or if that, if you can't find it on there, go Player FM player.fm go on the search and search for the Aaron Meta show and you'll be able to find it there uh, there's plenty of episodes up there as well so uh, you'll be able to find your way around there as well so with that being said uh, if you don't see me next week I've already explained I'm uh, going to be on holiday but uh, if I can put on a pre-recorded episode I definitely will do but uh, for then uh, thank you very much for checking out the show it has been the Aaron Meta and Harry Dyer show and uh, thank you for very much for tuning in I'll see you later bye bye for now